Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Fistle Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. And the area's exclusive home for certified Hereford beef. This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome to The Drive. I'm Dale Lally. He is the Matt Williamson. And uh, we're starting a little late here, as you could hear uh, it previously there. If you were just listening to The uh, Drive, we're replaying all six of the Steelers' Super Bowl wins this week, leading up all the way up to Sunday. Uh, of course, that was the first one there over the Minnesota Vikings. Um, so Steelers pulled it out. I was on the edge of my seat there. Would, yeah, yeah, I was on the edge of my seat. Didn't know how that was going to go, but they pulled it out. They, they found Good a way game to win. On the ground, nice defense, old school. <laughs> <laughs> Franco out there setting records. So you uh, <laughs> you can listen in on those. Of course, you can hear those uh, the rebroadcasts on Steelers Nation Radio Live uh, and on Steelers.com, the official Steelers uh, mobile app, or on iHeart the iHeart Radio app as well. So uh, lots of different ways to listen to those, and it's always fun to listen to Jack Fleming. Uh, that's great stuff. Byron yeah. Cope. Uh, it's good stuff, no doubt about it. Yeah. Things are a little different. You know, they're talking about the the rookie receivers. You know, they're going to have them out there in this crucial situation. You know, like yeah. they turn out to be pretty good. Tarkenden was like ten of twenty six yeah. with three interceptions. You know? <laughs> yeah, good stuff. I wouldn't get it done today. No, not quite. Not but quite. That defense wasn't bad. Yeah, maybe that team can go somewhere. We'll see what they, they do might next do year. Do some things. Yeah, what they do next year. Yeah. Anyways, so uh, welcome into the drive. Uh, well, we're you know. Uh, in the Super Bowl week this week, and yeah. and uh, starting to get to the a lot of the off season stuff now, Matt. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the things I wanted to to, talk, to start to show off to, with today is a lot of times when you do or when we talk about uh, drafts or priorities in free agency, uh, one of the things that we talk about are the positions in terms of well these are these are higher priority positions sure sure so let's just kind of put a a ranking on the positions as a whole in terms of what what are the premium positions that you're looking for obviously quarterback is one yeah it stands alone and that's probably its own conversation so you're talking not stealer offseason needs necessarily i'm just talking I'm in talking, general when you're looking yeah. everything's equal i need everything the same it's interesting because I heard a good conversation. I was listening to the Move the Sticks podcast on the way here, and Bucky and DJ were just talking about these two teams and how they're built. Yeah. And where I'm going with this is the offensive tackle position because because what they were saying with the Chiefs is Kansas City's kind of come to the conclusion that if they're strong guard center guard, you're still going to have a tough time getting Mahomes on the ground as an edge pass rusher, you know, and I think that's true for Josh Allen, et cetera. So I'm not saying tackles aren't a premium position, but the ball comes out so fast now that if you don't have that up-the-middle pressure, a lot of these, especially top quarterbacks, can live with it. You know what I mean? Can live with it. Quite frankly, Kansas City's tackles stink. They're really, really bad. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're really bad. And I'm not saying that's by design. They're going to look to upgrade there. And I mean, they're paying those guys money. They're paying those guys money. I but mean, they have not performed. I mean, no, they can't be happy with what they're getting out of that position. No, 
I think I would go to. I was about to say edge pass rusher, but then that kind of contradicts what I just said. What if you have a Chris Jones, Aaron Donald? I mean, D tackle's not considered a premium position to the point where edge, corner, tackle, and even wide out now. You know, all the stuff in the passing game. I think an interior presence, though, is a Simmons, a Quinnen Williams. I mean, those type of guys might be my pick. I don't know. I mean, I'm kind of in flux on this one. My answer would have been a lot more sure a year ago. Yeah, I think the game, yeah. that's why I wanted to talk about it. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. the game is changing a little bit. And, and I bring this up because people talk about, well, you, you can't win in today's NFL running the football. Right. Oh, contraire. Yeah, right, right. I mean, three of the top five rushing attacks in the league this year mm-hmm. were teams that were in the Final Four. Yeah. I so think you better you... be able to, A, stop the run, but you also have to be able to run the football. Yeah. I think you can't be one-dimensional because especially someone in the playoffs is going to be the yin to your yang. Yeah. You know, like they're going to be – it's like as soon as you find that bad matchup and you can't pivot and play, you know, any way you want, I think you get in trouble in a hurry in this league. Which brings me to another position, which I would never say is a premium position – but, you know, I know we're going to talk linebackers later. When you have a Roquan or a Warner, boy, it just makes so many other issues go away. You can stay in nickel. You can stay in base. You can, you know, those guys can do it all. That if I were to take a premium player, I might take an off-the-ball linebacker higher than, way higher than I would have three or four years ago. I mean, if I knew who it was. I'm not like yeah. roll the dice in the first round, hope he works. No. But when you have one of those dudes that's making – 15 to 20 million and it's worth it. It really is a ripple effect on your defense. Well, even to a certain degree, Matt Milano yeah, in right, Buffalo, right. when they no didn't doubt. have him, their, the defense wasn't as good. Last right. year, they had the number one defense in the league. They had, they lost Edmonds in free yeah. agency and Milano got hurt. And Edmonds started to play really well for the Bears. Like, I think they're happy with him. You know, like, it doesn't even have to be Roquan or Warner, but every down players that don't have massive weaknesses and don't make me sub on defense, I think are. Super important anymore. Yeah. And that could be a D tackle that can stop the run and rush the pass, rush the passer. It could be a linebacker that does it all. Like, I'm not going to say a safety. I mean, like, a Minka is great, but you can find safeties that you can live with, you know? I mean, so I don't know what my answer would be. It'd probably be some sort of D lineman. At the same time, if when you get those game changing safeties, the oh, Minka yeah. Fitzpatrick, you know, looking, I, I just wrote the, uh, it'll come out on uh, Thursday, um, the Steelers' defensive backs. Uh, piece mm, yeah. looking back at the season and I know Minka was hurt this year he played 10 games but he played like it was like uh, I mean the majority of his snaps were played at free safety okay like where he aligned yeah yeah but he was also in the box and in the slot mm-hmm. equally yeah, yeah in terms of you know where, where he was at uh, beyond just being the deep safety which is more than what he did when he like the year they traded for him yeah. he was pretty much always in the deep middle yeah he did a great job I mean Part of it was because he's so good at it. Why would I move him? You know. But, but the other thing was he's getting on a moving train, mm-hmm. and you know, just hey, just be the, you know, the center fielder back there. Yeah. Um. So that guy that can be that chess piece that can move around also has great value. Yeah. And uh, again, we we had a good conversation just a week ago. All the final four teams had big time tight ends. You know, I mean, is that a trend? Because you know, Kittle can. I always thought Gronk was like the hardest guy to play against in the last ten years because. If I get big, he's going to run past me. If I get little, he's going to mash me in the run game. You know, like some of those dudes, it's kind of like the, the Fred Warner version of offense or the Minka version of offense. Like he can do everything at a high level 
and there's no chance that the opponent can. You know what yeah. I mean? So I don't have a great answer, but what would you say? Like if you if you're drafting faceless people and you're just taking names and you have a quarterback in place, you know, or would you take a left tackle? Would you take a pass rusher? Would you take a D tackle? I, I to me, I think I, I trend. It's the plan. I go with the planet theory, mm-hmm. where okay, once I've got the quarterback, now I've got to have the big guys. I tend to because there just aren't as many people, as, right. as of the big guys available mm-hmm. uh, who are you know talented enough to to be a to your point as good in run blocking as they are in pass blocking. Yeah, yeah. Or as good against the run as they are to you know rushing the passer. Mm-hmm. Those kind of things. So I you know I think. I think that's a key. So, you know, when we start looking at this Steelers, current Steelers team, mm-hmm. the, the way the roster is constructed, um, you know, I think I think fixing the bigs is number one. It has just such a ripple effect. And then you, yeah. you go out from there. So, first of all, I mean, it, this exercise is obviously very generic, but it would depend – what style and who my quarterback was in terms of what my next draft pick was. If it was Peyton Manning versus Mahomes, it would be a lot different. Um, you know, what stadium do I play in? What area of the country do I play in? But we just talked about how the Chiefs were built. I'm going back to the O-line. Well, the Niners are the opposite. They have the best lineman in the league at left tackle. Never help them. And what an advantage that is, they help the other four like crazy with check and Kittle or whoever else. I probably still would take the left tackle, the prototypical Left tackle, that's because there's just so few of them in the planet right now, too. You know, back to your planet theory. At least there's a lot more D linemen to pick from. Yeah, I just think this is a, this is this year's draft in mm-hmm. particular sets up that if you want to fix your offensive line, yeah, you can fix your offensive line. At least make yeah. a, a pretty good attempt at fixing your offensive line. They, yeah. The guys may not all hit, of course. I mean, that, that's just. But it. there looks like there should be someone available if you pick five or if you pick thirty-two. Yeah, is there less of a but I'd have to look this up, and this would be interesting. Uh, the The bust rate on big guys, offensive linemen, in the I first and second round, I bet it's pretty low. I bet it's pretty low. Uh, I mean, I remember g- growing up and, I don't know, maybe the first 25, 30 years of me paying attention to this, you know, and not as a professional, but as a kid, but being into it. I remember really looking at, like, the – the offensive tackles in particular, guards and centers weren't taken in the top 10, had a remarkable hit rate. Yeah. I mean, they were the Orlando Paces and Walter Jones and Ogdens, and pretty much all the studs came from early in the draft. Baselli, on and on and on and on. I wonder anymore, because there's definitely more, it's a higher bust rate now, but like most of the Hall of Famers were top 10 picks at tackle. They're just total freaks, you know, yeah. basically, that anyone could scout and pick. I bet their bust rate is low, though. You know, yeah. I mean, a lot of the high picks are doing quite I, well. I would almost guarantee, and I'm just thinking back in memory here, the bust rate on interior offensive linemen taken in the first round yeah. is got to be ridiculously low. I guess because, A, there aren't low. a lot of them. Right. So you have to really be special the and, yeah, 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 to be yeah. taken in the first round as an interior mm-hmm. offensive lineman. You don't bust. You don't bust. And, and even you could take that even further. I think you see a lot of interior linemen go first half of the second round. Yeah. You know, bad teams have bad O lines, but they're not going to take the guard at five, but they'll take him at 37. And it's a second guard off the board. Or, you know, yeah. then the Steelers take Kendall Simmons at 32. Yeah. You know, Fanica wasn't a super high pick, but I mean, 
He was one of the first. I think he was the first guard off the board. Yeah, he was. Yeah, and I mean those guys. Those guys. They hit almost always. Hit. Yeah, almost always hit. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, I, I do think that's important. Is but that's not considered a high priority. No position. Well, that's why you get the better but, player. But I later. think it. I think it in today's NFL. To your point that you opened up with, mm-hmm. where you, you build that interior of your offensive line like, like the, the Chiefs, Chiefs. Yeah. I think I think it's changing a little bit. Yeah, I, I mean, I always go back to the Saints too, like. Breeze is short, so no team during Breeze's era with the Saints put more resources at guard and center than the Saints. What he couldn't deal with was the pocket moving vertically back at him because he couldn't see. You know, I mean, it doesn't seem like much, but three, three, you know, three inches for a quarterback, he's looking out the bottom of his helmet and heaving it up. <laughs> you know, but you know, so, raising up on his tippy toes. Yeah, to throw exactly. The ball. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, uh, so so much of it, of course, is your scheme, your quarterback. Um, but I'm, I think more and more in the league, which makes us better, to be honest with you, that yes, the premium positions are important, but it's more financially. You know, like I know we're going to talk like linebackers. Like you can get a linebacker in free agency that isn't going to destroy, break your back. Steelers did it yes last year yeah. and got guys that were good. You know, that weren't insane prices. Like you don't want to shop in the offensive tackle aisle right. in free agency because you're going to overpay, and those guys bust all the time. You know, some team decided they didn't want them. You know, for one, some reason or another, and you're picking up, you know, scraps at a which a is kind of what that's what the Chiefs did this year, exactly with yeah, their, their tackle Smith position. In yeah, in particular, they just kind of grabbed him off the scrap heap. But I think more and more, and this is no offense, we were just listening to Chuck Knoll, he's an all time great coach, but times change and the world evolves. I think if you're weak anywhere, it gets exposed now more than ever. If your right guard can't block, you know, he's going to be in for a long day, or you're yeah. going to have to protect him massively. There's just so many more eyes. So much better, more expressive coaching. You know, knowing every strength. These guys, of weakness, uh, the, the staffs now, yeah, as opposed yeah. to what we were just listening to. Exactly. I mean, look, you look back at 1974, Chuck Knoll's staff. Yeah, there were like six guys on the staff. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Now you look at these coaching staffs around the NFL, and there there's 20 guys on staff. Yeah, in my and base. there's analytics and everything uh, that they you know they look at. In my basement is a picture of the 1978 team. You know, the team photo. With you know a three rivers and on the scoreboard and there's a light bulb out or two of course and I, I, I there's 13 human beings on there that are hall of famers. I mean, side note, but I always just sit there and count them while I pee. <laughs> and but every coach, the coaching staff looks so small to me. Frankly, they all look the same. They're all white dudes in bike shorts. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like and just thinking, how do they prepare for a week? Compared to this Steeler staff, I mean, it's night and day, and knowing every weakness and analytics and all the camera angles, like you didn't even get good film. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Anyways, let's get to a yeah. break. We'll talk about that inside linebacker position and who's going to be available out there uh, in free agency potentially. Things can change yeah, yeah, between yeah, now and then. Guys whose contracts are expiring. There'll be guys signed. There'll be guys who get added to the pile when they get released. But uh, we'll do that when we return. He is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. You're listening to the official voice of Black and Gold Nation, SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. 
Today, Steeler fans, you can gear up with the latest sideline apparel, hats, or jerseys of your favorite players, authentic memorabilia, custom items, and exclusives you can only find directly from the team at one of the official Steelers Pro Shops. They're located at Acrisure Stadium, Grove City Premium Outlets, or Tanger Outlets, or you can visit online at shop.steelers.com. He is the Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. And, uh, Matt, uh, we are talking there in the previous segment about the inside linebacker position. Yeah, yeah. And uh, there's some interesting dudes yeah, that are. are set to be uh, unrestricted free agents this year. Uh, I thought we just, I'm looking here again at Spotrack, uh, some of the guys who are going to be available. Mm-hmm. Um, Last year's class was really good, and some yeah. of them only signed a one year deal, and the Steelers took advantage of it, picked up Holcomb and Roberts. But I think they might have to go back to the well. You know, I, I don't want to really yeah. trust the draft for that third guy. Yeah. And uh, Quan Alexander, while he's still just 25, he's going to be an re- unrestricted free agent. Um, I don't know that he's, he's 25, 29. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I don't know that you can count on that Achilles injury. I know yeah. successful mission, but you picked them up late in the process. Whatever everything you got out of him, I thought was gravy. It'd have been great if he could have stayed healthy for the whole season, but I think you need a little more, a little sure, yeah, know, something, a little bit bigger investment, somebody that can potentially never leave the field, potentially, you know, and plus Holcomb's injury is still looming a little right, bit. Yeah. You know, right. Yeah, we don't know what, you know, what the status yeah. of that is. But Roberts was a massive success. Yeah, I, I, I can yeah. tell you, I mean, you know, I, Holcomb was on crutches for majority of the season. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was you know, a pretty was bad injury. Pretty right. bad, uh, you know, break in the, in the leg there. So a lot of uh, Steeler fans are going to, they're going to look at this list and say, well, Devin White, you got to go get Devin White. Oh, and Queen. And Patrick Queen. Right, right, right. Former first-round yeah. picks that can run. Devin White and, and Patrick Queen. Yeah, yeah. I think both are overrated. I think White might be the most overrated player in the league. I mean, his his highlight tape is awesome. I mean, he runs extremely well. He was getting benched this year, though. Yeah. I mean, David never left the field, and I forget the young guy that was playing over White because he runs the wrong way half the time and just runs around like a maniac. And, I mean, even – in his good he plays. He might be the Jadavian Clowney of inside I would say the same thing. Yeah, Mer- Merrill would love him. <laughs> I mean, that guy, unlike Bush, I'm not, and Bush was not a good player here. I mean, I'm not defending Bush. But that guy got next to basically a Hall of Fame linebacker big brother, I mean, to learn from. Who better in this league than Levante David? And was protected by Vita Vea and some other huge defensive tackles. So he should shine with his skills. But I bet free agency shows he's not going to be that desired. I mean, yeah. I could see him being to, out to, there longer than people think, or for, some to bring him in to be much. the guy. Oh, um, and, yeah, I don't and think he'll be back in Tampa. No, I don't think so either. The yeah. uh, spot track is estimating uh, his contract at two years, twenty one point five million. Oh, I wouldn't touch him at that. So Ten point seven million a year. No, I wouldn't touch he, him at that. Um, mentioned Patrick Queen. Yeah, he's still just twenty four. I know. I mean, he's a better player than White. I mean, yeah. there's not even close. Yeah. But I, I could see him end up in Seattle. He also really his first couple of years didn't do anything no. until they put him next to Roquan. Exactly. And then all of a sudden he starts making plays. If you're his lawyer, you could say, Well, many early highly athletic linebackers take a while. You know, they don't come in the scene and are and know their craft. They get manipulated so much. Which yeah, I agree with. Yeah. Which is a, a fact. I mean, many do. So maybe he is hitting his stride. For what he's going to cost, and I'm curious what the number would be on him, is I'm sure it's much more than White. I don't know that I can trust him to be Batman, though. Right, that's yeah, the thing. That's he's the thing. been Robin. He's going to get paid like it. Five years, 
$92.6 million. $18.5 million a year. I think that's like the Edmonds deal from last year. You know, yeah. like the high end. And I don't know that Chicago was happy that they signed Edmonds to that And I'd deal. rather have Edmonds. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, so yeah, he'd be a, a benefit to any team, including the Steelers. He'd upgrade what they have, but I would much rather spend my money elsewhere on that. Okay, so some of the other guys here that they have market values for. And if they have a, if Spotrac has a market value for you, mm-hmm. that means you're going to get start a, a yeah. pretty good deal. Yeah, you're yeah, going to yeah. get a pretty yeah. good So Josie Jewell. It's okay. He's 29. Yeah. He's um, overaged, yeah. 108 tackles last year, three sacks, uh, two forced fumbles. His market value that you're looking at here is two years, $15.3 million. So I se- bet you could do better. Seven point six million a year. I don't. I mean, he's okay. He's okay. He's not a great athlete. Yeah. Uh, he's a headsy player. Doesn't make a lot of mistakes. Doesn't make a lot of big plays. From what I've seen. I mean, I haven't studied him to no end, but I think you could probably use your money better than elsewhere with that too. Yeah. The other one is a guy you brought up yesterday, Willie Gay Jr. Mm-hmm. They and have two. His his uh, contract. You're looking at four years. Twenty-eight point two million. So basically, seven million dollars a year for Willie Gay Jr. He's twenty. It would be twenty-six here this offseason. Of all the options and the money we've linked to them, that's my favorite. Yeah. I think he's ascending. He can really run. He's a really good athlete. I bet his snap counts aren't super high, but they use four of them. I mean, it's right. kind of a unique he situation. He played uh, six hundred twenty-four snaps last year. Okay, fifty-eight tackles, one sack. Um, one forced fumble, one interception. Yeah. I mean, Bolton's their main guy. He's kind of the number two, but Chanel and Tranquil, who's also a free agent, play a lot. So they have this weird four-linebacker rotation depending on who they play. Yeah. So I don't think he'll be back. I think he's somebody you could get. Yeah, I don't think they're going to be able to afford that. I mean, he's better than Alexander. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, mean, he would— Younger and— Yeah, yeah. yeah. Better athlete at this point probably, too. Um, then you're looking at guys again. Some of the same guys that that were out there last year. Bobby Wagner again. Yeah, Bobby Wagner's credited with 183 tackles last year. Ooh, that's friendly. From the, <laughs> I thought people picked on him this past year. I thought he was really good with the Rams, and then he went back to Seattle and probably should hang it up. Yeah, and go yeah I mean, there's a reason why team you could run all over them. Yeah, I, I mean, I think he might be done. He's yeah. he'll be 34 this off season. When him and Jamal Adams were on the field, people wanted them to be on the field. Yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, Levante David, also 34. Uh, again, you're getting name value there. He did have five sacks this year in 130. I think he's tackles. still good. I don't want to get super old on defense. That's I mean, it'd be problem. a one year deal, of That's course. That's the problem. You know, but I, I, he's going to be a, ri- a ring of honor buck. Are they going to let him go? I mean, I, I could see them just making a friendly deal. He takes a million less, goes back, leads that team. I and mean, they won the division last year. Yeah. Uh, beyond that, I'm uh, just looking here at some of the. There's not it's it's not a great It's not as good as it was last year. No. We had like a dozen names last year that I thought were all suitable upgrades to Bush. Yeah. Um, uh you still have Shaq Leonard's gonna be available again this offseason. Nobody wanted him when he was out there. Uh, yeah. I, mean, there, I think he's broke. He might be broken. Zach Cunningham, kind of the same Sound thing. The same. Uh Denzel Perryman. He's yeah. a between the tackles thumper, shorter guy. One I do like is the Titans signed Al Shahir from the Niners to just a one-year deal. He wasn't phenomenal for the Titans, but I don't think it was a, a huge uh, huge deal for him. But he can really run. He'll hit you. I mean, he makes some mistakes too, but he was stuck in San Francisco behind two stars, so he didn't play a ton. But he was pretty good for the Titans. Had some interest there. Yeah, I'm just looking here at the uh, outside linebackers as well here because 
Yeah, they probably lump some of those guys. You get both. some of those weak side, offside, mm-hmm. outside linebackers, even strong side, that this, that would kick inside in a Steelers defense. And I'm just seeing if there's anybody on here that uh, fits that bill. That is a position you'll see cap casualties. Yeah, you know, get oversigned or you know, over overspent on. So there'll be some new names there, but it's not as good as it was a year it ago. It really isn't. I mean, just and, even looking here at the at the outside guys. Um, yeah. I wonder what they list him at, but Frankie Louvu is really interesting to me, but I think he's going to be expensive. I bet he's $10 million from the, from the Panthers. L-U-V-U. I mean, people have no idea who he is, and the Panthers were terrible. But he makes a ton of plays. He's a downhill guy. He's a great blitzer. Yeah. I mean, he would be the Steelers' best linebacker, in my opinion, and then you have a nice ripple effect there. Um, I don't know what he'd need you know, in free agency, though. Yeah, I don't see him. I've seen him on other lists. I don't mm-hmm. see him on this one, hmm. which is kind of weird. Um, but I don't see a whole lot of guys on this list that even interest me, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um trying to think who who else I was thinking of. Because, boy, last year I really liked the group. Um, it's not great, though. And I really think the Steelers need to explore those waters, but those waters are pretty shallow. Yeah, it really is. Maybe just look here at linebacker just in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know spot track sometimes is a little bit hard. The sorting is Yeah, it's a little different here. Well, so they they have Jerome Baker on here. I didn't think he was unrestricted. I thought thought he was a cap casualty to be. They're showing him as an unrestricted. Okay, he would know better than I would. Yeah. Um, He's not a bad player. He's not going to get the contract. So Isaiah Simmons is on this list. Okay. Um, Now this is is a more complete. Okay. Al Shahir is the guy that's on this list. They they just list them as linebackers. Luvu is on this list. Okay, okay. All right, so this is more more complete. We were looking at the too too small a list there. Yeah, Luvu um, is. Luvu is very interesting to me. Is he like 24-ish? 27. Mm, I guess he didn't come out as a junior. Yeah, so a little little older than, than what you'd think. Um, some other guys on here like a Cody Barton. Yeah, I, mean, um, I don't know if that helps you. Yeah, I don't know that that does either. I mean, you'd like them at the end of last year just to get you out of the season, but I don't think that's an upgrade. Kenneth Murray, he didn't been a really. Bust. Yeah, he yeah. Did, didn't work out real well in in. Uh, I mean, someone like that. You short with the Chargers, you could give them a Quan Alexander deal if it's camp and you know they're still floating around out there and hope you you can rejuvenate them. Even Isaiah Simmons. Cardinals gave him around, gave him away for like a six round pick because they knew they weren't going to sign him at this stage, and he didn't light the world on fire. And he's not really a safety; he's not really a linebacker. So who knows what happens with him? Yeah, the, one of the other guys that would interest me here might be the guy that we talked about this before, a Drew Drew Tranquil. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, twenty eight, but they're probably not going to resign him. They signed him to a one year deal this year. You might like be a four. Yeah, you might be able to get something similar here, mm-hmm. a one or two year deal for him to come in and be. The Quan Alexander. Yeah, yeah. Like they used him to spy Lamar a lot, in, you yeah. know, a round ago. He runs well. He's smart. He's not going to blow you away physically. He's not 6'5 with long arms and any of that stuff, but he's a solid football player. Um, again, the Steelers would have killed to have him at the end of last year, but that's not saying much. I don't know that he upgrades your position, but he fortifies it. Yeah. You know, which might be the best you could do in this crop. Yeah, I'm. I'm just. It's just they don't just, have a contract for Luvu by chance, do they? Uh, Luvu, you're looking at. I think they do actually. Yeah, market value on Luvu would be eleven point two million. I thought he'd be around ten. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's a good player. He's older than I thought, but he he would be an upgrade. 
Um, I just don't know you're going to spend that kind of money. I don't know if you're going to do that either, right. Uh, I, I would look more to do something. I'm thinking like two-year, 15 million neighborhood. Yeah. You know, tr- something like that. Market value on Tranquil, 6.9 million. That's more that's, what I'm looking to do. Yeah. Here. Two and years, 13.9 million. Yeah. Wouldn't pay, play every snap, but he'd be very useful. Again, yeah. I put I I I don't mind a Landon Roberts being in a rotation. No, I think it's great for him. Yeah, with those, I don't want him to be a backup. Right. No, I want him to be. I want those three to play? Oh uh, yeah, I mean, it just depends what the opponent is, what the situation is. I don't want any of them to have to play every down, but I think Holcomb can. Yeah. Um. Would you Would you pay money for a guy like Jordan Brooks? Maybe he's had flashes. Still 26. Uh, and I say he's a first-round pick, late first-round pick. I bet he hasn't played a ton of snaps because I think he missed almost an entire season and he's been in and out of the lineup. Yeah. But there's ability there. Maybe. I mean, he played Maybe. 766 snaps last this year. year? Okay. Yeah, had yeah. 111 tackles, um, five sacks. Really? And uh, a couple of uh, – Do they have a price on him? Uh, he's $11 million. Okay. Yeah, that's what you're looking at there. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of like the next tier. I think a lot of the linebacker contracts are – Roquan's making like 20 and Edmonds is making like 18. But I don't think there's many in like the 13, 14, 15, 16 range. And then you start getting into the tier two non-pro bowlers but exciting guys that are making over 10. I'd consider them. Yeah. But that's a lot for the position. I mean, I wish you knew what you were buying a little bit more. He's yeah. got a little bit of an incomplete grade. Yeah, we're even adding a Josh Uche. I love the player coming up because we, yeah, we he's an edge rusher. I don't know that that's where he fits though. I, think I mean, he's, he's small. I think he's more of an inside backer. I think that's mm-hmm. what he would be in this defense. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think just, he's a lot like Herbig. Just be a run and hit guy. Mm. He runs well, but he's a really good edge guy. I mean, coming. Is he know. a really good edge guy? Well, he's he's like the Huff kid from the Jets yeah. that's small, that can't play every down, and screams off the edge, and most tackles have a hard time dealing with the speed. I mean, he's a one-trick pony that way. But he can play off the ball. He's probably going to be expensive, though. Uh, they're looking here at uh market value of, well, 8.3. Yeah. So that's that's a little more than I'm yeah. going to spend on a project. Not pro- yeah. I don't know. I don't love this draft for the linebacker group either. Yeah, I mean, even Terrell Dodson yeah. is going to cost you. Well, four point eight's not bad. That's not bad. He's still pretty young, right? Yeah. Um, I, that's 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 actually me. Yeah, that's he's uh, twenty five. They so. drafted a linebacker this year. Probably Milano's going to be back. They they got cap issues. They have cap issues. He probably hits the market. Yeah, I'd consider a two-year, nine or ten million dollars. Played five hundred twenty-nine like snaps this year. Had seventy tackles. He three, was missed when he was out. Three sacks, a forced fumble. I think he's an ascending player that they were happy with. Yeah, and missed him when he was unavailable. That's not a bad one. Yeah, I think that that would be one to look at. So there's a yeah. few guys there to look at. Um, not again, as many not, as last not year. like it yeah, was last year. Right. I and, wonder if there's some cap casualties that we don't know about. But yeah, that that could happen here. That's something maybe we'll revisit these positions mm-hmm. once we hit get a little closer to the. Uh, the March 13th deadline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyways, let's get to a break. He is right. the Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We'll be back with more right after this. This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back. I'm Dale Lally. He is the Matt Williamson. And Matt, uh, I don't know if you saw this yesterday. 
Uh, but as soon as it was soon after the show, we get to finish with the show. The mm-hmm. NFL announced that um, it's going to have the Eagles play a game in Sao Paulo, Brazil, to kick off the season next year. It's going to be a Friday night game. Okay, so it's not the Thursday oh, wow. opener. It's it's the next day on a Friday. But and, there's still going to be a Thursday opener. Whoever yeah. wins on Sunday is going to yeah. play that game. Okay, and then there's going to be a Friday. Cool. The, That's kind of cool, cool though. The Steelers could wind up playing in that game. Ooh. <laughs> I guess to open the season's a good time to do it because yeah. the travel you could go anytime. You, you get want. a little extra time on on the backside of it since it's a Friday yeah, game. You wouldn't have a buy in week two though. I mean, week two would be rough, even though you do get two extra days. Yeah. I guess you'd start camp a little earlier. Yeah. Well, no, because the, the preseason is the preseason. Preseason is preseason. Okay, um, yeah. But the reason I say the Steelers could have that game. Yeah, what well, I know you figured it out. So there, are, obviously, the Eagles have nine teams that they play. Nine games at home next year. That would count as a home game. That would count as the home okay. game for the Eagles. Well, I always feel gypped for those teams. Yeah. You know, like you lose a home game to overseas game. Three of the teams that they're playing at home next year, Atlanta, Carolina, and Jacksonville, mm-hmm. are already playing international games. So I highly doubt the, okay. the league is going to make them play two yeah. international games. So Jacksonville will never play a game in a foreign land besides London. I, I wouldn't think. I would unless think it, not, unless right? it wants to. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, but I can't imagine that. Um, so those three are probably out. Okay, that leaves five, right? or really six. Yeah. Nine. Um, so then you start looking at the other games. Well, they rarely do that with division games. Division games probably won't happen, right? They've played. There have been 44 international games played in the NFL now mm-hmm. in the regular season. Seven of those have been division games. Hopefully that's on purpose. I assume it is. I assume so as well. The The problem be- then becomes, because it's the opening week of the season, that's mm-hmm. usually when you do play divisional we games. There are a lot of division games that start. So they would have to they would have to veer away from that. But if they don't want to make it one of those division games, that only leaves three other teams to play. So I know they don't have a say in it, but let's say you're the commanders. Wouldn't you rather go to Brazil to play the Eagles than Philadelphia? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know I just not want to go to Brazil, period. <laughs> and it doesn't sound like a great trip. I mean, what's it's a the long theme? trip. Is it? Yeah. Sao Paulo's like in the southern, is in southern Brazil. Like, okay. You're, it's, it's, it's a long trip. Okay. A lot, um, a lot yeah. further than London? I believe so. Okay. Yeah. I, I wouldn't know if thought Yeah, I've never right. been, but, you know. I, uh, so if I, that leaves the Steelers, okay. the Browns, and the Packers. Okay. Interestingly enough, the Steelers, the Browns, and the Packers are three teams that have only played internationally once each. So I can't remember the last time any one of those has played. The Packers that, were the most recently. recent. They did it a couple of years ago. They had never played overseas before. Wow. So when so they're they, all due. When they played overseas, that made the Steelers then the team that has gone the longest because the Steelers haven't done it since 2013. Uh-oh. I think Uh-oh. you're going to Brazil, brother. <laughs> <laughs> so... Yeah, that's why that's now in play for the Steelers to open. I mean, the season. you knew it's coming one of these years. Yeah, I mean, it's bound not written in stone. I'm just, I'm just it's throwing just a possibility. I'm right? throwing the facts out there. These are the facts. The Eagles are going to play somebody. The Eagles are going to play somebody. Steelers are on the schedule as a home team <laughs> yeah. for Philly. So, would you rather play the Eagles if you're the Steelers? Would you rather play the Eagles in Week One on a Friday or in Philly in Week? 12. Well, the Steelers haven't won in Philadelphia. In a million years. <laughs> a million right, years. Right, right. I have seen some really good Steeler teams go to Philadelphia and get beaten soundly. Yeah. So, yeah. I, would... I think I'd rather go to Brazil. <laughs> Take my chances, you know. And get somewhat of a long week for week two. Yeah, you're both dealing with the uh, the issues there. And, yeah, you can leave mm-hmm. early and, you know. 
whatever. But yeah, um, yeah. So that it, it's on the table. It's it's out there. We'll find out when the schedule comes out. I don't think they. I don't know if they will announce those international games, the, the opponents ahead of time. Maybe they do. I think they did last year. I think they I'm did. Trying too. to think of it. there was because they always gave us a little breadcrumbs here and there yeah. before we did the schedule release show. Yeah. So maybe we'll find out a little bit before that. But uh, I bet a birdie will tell you. Maybe we won't be able to announce it on the air, but I bet if that happens, you'll know well before the when schedule that, release show. When that uh, got announced last night, I started looking at my like, ooh, wait, the Steelers play uh-huh. in Philadelphia. And I started looking up all the machinations here. Yeah, this yeah. Like, oh. I would imagine you'd rather go to Europe. I think so. I mean, again, I've never been to Brazil, so I don't know. I mean, it could be swell, but yeah. <laughs> it's a long trip. and It's, it's a, a long trip. Right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, I wonder what the accommodations are like yeah. and the field and all those things, too. Uh, a couple other things that I uh, wow. kind of dug up this week. So, Patrick Mahomes. We know all about Patrick Mahomes. Talk yeah, he's about all the Super right. Bowl. Yeah. 14-3 and three now in the playoffs. So that's a full season's worth of games. Yeah, 17 full games. 17 and full he's games. been started for, what, six years? Six years. So, he's so basically the averaged. The first year he to, did not start. Sunday's game, the Super Bowl, will be his 18th career playoff start in six seasons. So, he's averaged three playoff three games. Three playoff games yeah. a year. And again, a bad, a terrible, awful year for the Chiefs and Mahomes is losing the AFC Championship game. Yeah. That's as bad as it gets for them. Uh, he's 14-3 and three in those games. He lost to Tom Brady twice, Joe Burrow once. Mm-hmm. That's it. Once as a Patriot, once as a Buck. 3-0 and oh against Josh Allen. Yeah, yeah. Now 1-0 and oh against Lamar. Obviously 1-0 and oh against Ben Roethlisberger. It's not like he's you know played garbage oh, in no. his game. Yeah. AFC quarterbacks beat Tua, are great, right. you Think about who he beat, beat this Hertz. year. He beat Tua, Allen, Allen, Lamar. Lamar this year to get to the Super Bowl. Yeah, all of whom were in MVP conversations at some point of the season. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, I just thought of that when people talk about uh, well, you, you, your quarterback, you got you got to figure out a quarterback who can go in and beat you know Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City. Good luck. Good luck with that. Yeah, right. I mean, they don't really exist at the yeah. moment, and the, the one that's done it twice ain't coming back. Yeah, you know. So um, everybody would take Josh Allen as their quarterback. He's zero three against them in the playoffs. Of course, same with Lamar. Like those guys would be start playoff chokers. Oh, they just lost to Lamar. <laughs> they or lost to Mahomes. Right. His, in his seventeen playoff games. This is remarkable. Yeah, you mentioned this. <laughs> He's thrown for four thousand eight hundred and two yards. Okay, so think about like a regular season. That's a regular season yeah. worth of games. Four thousand eight hundred and two yards with thirty nine touchdown passes, <laughs> thirty nine and seven interceptions. And we were joking off the air when you said that. I'm like, not only is that like you mentioned, it's like that's MVP numbers for anyone. If Against someone does that next year, all teams with winning records, yeah, good, good teams, and would would like cite DVOA, like, and they played the hardest schedule in the history of the league. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not even close. You know, like they're yeah. all playoff teams. That doesn't mean you don't try to beat him and figure out ways to beat him. No, of course. You know, the, the Steelers dealt with this for two decades with Pat, with with Tom Brady in the same conference. Yeah, and the in Raiders that, dealt yeah. with it with the Steelers in the seventies, and right in Everyone that same time Jordan, period, right. the Steelers still went to three Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they won two of them. They What's, went to numerous. You know, how many AFC Championship games in the in the Tom Brady era? But what's crazy is, like, the year they traded Tyreek, I and many others thought, okay, this is their version yeah. of a rebuild. You know, we, we just can't. Well, even this year. And I was saying this year, too. Well, like, he's finally well, got to go receivers. on the road. Right. He's got to go on the that road. That was Brady's kryptonite. Yeah. They don't have any receivers. <laughs> this isn't their year. Someone in the AFC is going to show up. This is Baltimore's year. Or Allen's finally going to get one. You know? Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, I don't know who I'm going to even pick Sunday, but. Hard to pick against that How do you guy. Pick against that guy. Fourteen I mean, to three. It, it's remarkable, and uh, this isn't new. Uh, I've said this for well over a year. I think he's the greatest that's ever played a game. 
I mean, I really do. I mean, he's trending in that. So he's already got 14 playoff wins, as we said. Mm -hmm. That's already tied for the third most all time with Terry Bradshaw, Peyton Manning, and John Elway. Yeah. And yes, those guys are all pretty good. They're all (laughs) Mount Rushmore type guys, you know, not even like Hall of Famers. They're they're moonwalking into the Hall of Fame, like no brainer first ballot Hall of Famers. Now, today's format helps because there's a little bit more playoff games. Yeah. But he gets a bye every year anyways. I mean, how often has he played in the wild card round? Yeah. Once? Well, it's gotten fewer now since there's only one bye. There's only why? one. But, but there's a reason he's never gone on the road because they always have a bye. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it's remarkable. And I know people are out there like, come on, Williamson, Brady's the best ever. Brady has the best resume ever. You know, like, yeah. hand, you know, write down all your accomplishments, hand to someone, and it'll, I don't think it'll ever be He's touched. got 35 career playoff wins. 35, right. I mean... How many times he's been? Mahomes to the would have to play game? twelve more years to get to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how many does he have now? Seventeen. He has fourteen. Fourteen. Well, maybe ten more years. Maybe. I mean, I don't know if he can keep this pace up. Yeah, no, this pace I mean, would be ridiculous. This pace would be ridiculous. He'd have to make it every year. Mm-hmm. Win three, two or three <laughs> a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still, I just think nobody's had a six-year stretch better. Or a five-year stretch. You know, no one's yeah. had a stretch in but their career. There will better be than years this. where he doesn't make it. We haven't yeah. seen that yet. We haven't seen it yet. But it's going to happen. Make the playoffs or make the Super Bowl. How about just make the conference championship yeah. game? Because he's done that every. year. He does that every year. Again, a terrible season for them is losing the AFC championship. Brady didn't game. even do that early in his career. They didn't make the conference championship every single year. No. in his first six seasons as a starter, and they dominated that division much of his career too. I mean, they had a lot of buys as well, yeah. a lot of home games. And you mentioned it too, like. Those three losses, if Ford doesn't line up off sides, maybe he's only two. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and I'm sure one of the wins, he maybe got a break or two as well. But it, what he's doing is off the charts. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. Um, but again, that doesn't mean you don't try to improve. You just go into a game against that particular team, and it doesn't seem to matter who you are, whether you have Josh Allen, Lamar, mm-hmm. or whoever. Knowing that you have a, you're at a disadvantage at quarterback, yeah, so you have to be so much better than the Chiefs everywhere else. So you know something we did on my podcast yesterday, kind of like we do, you know, whenever we preview Steeler games, we went position by position. Who do you give the nod to? And yeah. of course, he gave the nod to quarterback to the Chiefs. And I said, Purdy's good, but that's just not even close. You know, yeah. like it, who? There's no one in the league that gets a check mark over the Chiefs. And again, it's not even close. And I still still think we have such talent at that position. But what makes me a little crazy, and I'm blaming you guys listening, folks, this isn't a Steeler problem. This is an AFC, NFL problem. This guy is transcendent. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt about it. Yeah. Uh, Anyways, let's get to another break. That's going to do it for our number one of the drive. We'll be back with our number two right after this. Black and gold football lives here 24-7. You're listening to SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. 